Hello, this is FaceTime with Ashley Pageant, a Beaufort County Schools Community Outreach Initiative. Very excited today to have our superintendent, Mr. Matthew Cheeseman, who is going to discuss how we make decisions or how he makes decisions with his group on when to close school with inclement weather. And this is a hot topic right now. We're in the middle of a snowy Beaufort County school time. We also always, though, deal with flooding and rain and wind. And so there's always lots of questions. So thank you for coming and discussing this. Thank you for having me. This is great. Okay. So how do you make these decisions? I find it ironic that you call it a hot topic in the coldest weather. (laughs) So first and foremost, you have to really consider safety at the forefront of all of your employees, um, all of your students, and really understand the time dynamic for when those decisions need to be made and how it impacts each and every person when you make that decision. So long before we ever make that decision, we're working with emergency management services. Chris Newkirk does an amazing job of updating us on all of our uh, weather forecasts, And basically, multiple times a day, we're receiving information directly from our emergency management team. And we, of course, always look at other news agencies to see specifically what they're forecasting to really gain a good opportunity of should we have school, should we not have school, when do we go virtual, when do we go remote, when do we just close. So I think the biggest thing that people need to remember is the school district itself, students come into a school typically around 8 o'clock in the morning, but our employees really start coming to work at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. And so we have to think about those individuals of what their weather circumstance looks like so early in the morning, such as a bus driver, such as a school cafe assistant, um, such as our custodians. So your operations team, a large part of some of our weather delays and weather calls It's really about the safety of those individuals who bring our kids to school, feed our children, and then take our students home. And so what might look like uh, maybe a call that came too soon or too late, well, it has a lot to do with the operations team in terms of how we set up school. So let's talk about, I know it's going to depend on the weather, how that's going to affect what you do. So let's say snow. What are some things that you're looking for when we're calling a day because of winter weather? Well, We look at what the transportation mode is. For example, most people think about whether they can drive their car to work, whether mom or dad can drive the car to work, whether the bus can come through the snow. A lot of people tend to forget that we have teenage high school drivers, Mm. and that sits on my mind and my heart very closely when I'm making this decision because oftentimes teenagers, like many of us were before, will come around a curve, even though it's sunny outside, and that shade tree has left a piece of ice on that ground, and that student hits that ice and goes off the road. That's that's something that makes me worry when I'm trying to make these weather decisions. But when we're thinking about snow itself, uh, the accumulation, how much is on the ground, what does the ice thickness look like, it doesn't take much more than a quarter inch of ice to lift a bus off the ground and make it slide. And so when we're looking at snow, we really think about, is it going to be on the ground before we come to school? What if we're in school? What does that look Mm -hmm. like in terms of an early delay of a a snowstorm that's coming or a pending storm? Uh, But again, maybe the storm doesn't roll up until 4.30 in the afternoon, and most people say, well, you could have had a full day of school. 
Well, don't forget, I still have bus drivers, custodians, school nutrition people who we worry about and we love just as much as anyone else. So we need to get them home before this, the storm as well. Yeah, and, and this is a podcast so you can't see, but when you talked about kids hitting black eyes and the buses, and I mean, my heart's shuddering. Sure. And so always glad safety is first. Now, of course, Eastern North Carolina, we have other things. We have wind and we have flooding and it hits different parts of our community differently too. So are there any kind of rules or things that you follow for wind or rain? Absolutely. Well, think about just our region. You know, we have approximately 44,000 residents in Beaufort County. Uh, we're split by a large body of water. So the weather that you may see on the south side is not the weather you might see on the yes. north side. And at times that could generate fog in certain areas and not in others. So we might run a fog delay and you look out your window and you might see the sun. Whereas mm -hmm. I look out my window and I can't see anything but fog. And so in terms of certain rules, well, there are certain wind speeds that we look at, especially when you're thinking about overpasses and say the 17 bypass, you really do not want to put a school bus, a large vehicle coming across a long bypass with a sustained wind greater than 40 miles an hour. So we do run when we have wind gusts and we pay close attention to what that looks like and what the data is telling us. But anytime that, you know, the weather service can confirm that the wind speeds are above 40 miles an hour and they are sustained. Again, you could have a bright sunny day, but I can't afford to put students at risk on a bus across a bypass or any other type of structure experiencing that. Uh, sometimes any types of bridges that go across water, you know, the wind mm. can kick up at any time. So again, I'll say even on the brightest of sunny days, you still get nervous about some things. Um, so I would think that the rule of thumb is I'd rather be safe, call it off and then try again. And I have been known to call off for snow that never fell. Right. And I have been known to call off a day of school on the brightest sunny day. And that's usually because of wind. And I have had delays for fog of which you've never seen, but only maybe others have. Um, but in short, there's a lot that goes on. And to be honest, it's the number one scrutinized decision by anyone else that I have to make. But I always put safety at the forefront um, because remember, I would not do for your child what I would not do for my own. And I'm certainly not going to put my child on a bus at 50 mile an hour sustained wind over an overpass. So. Yeah. We always want to be safe in that regard. And and I know our families thank you for that. They thank you for be, always thinking about their children and their spouses or whoever else is, is working that day. So sometimes when we when you we don't have school now that we are a one-to-one -one campus in a community, sometimes it's no school and sometimes it is a virtual day. So how do those decisions typically get made? I think most people do not know unless you're an employee of the district. So... Some of our community members may be learning it in this moment, but the state of North Carolina requires our school system and other public school systems to have 215 days, working days for our employees. I cannot do 214 and I cannot do 216 without penalty. It must be 215. And if you're a 10-month employee, well, then I can add a day to the end of the year. But if you're a 12-month employee, I can't add a day. So I really have to stick to 215. The law says if children are already at school and after 1130, basically, if it's a weather issue and I early release, it counts as a full school day. So remember, we're looking at 1,025 hours of instruction to satisfy North Carolina's rule. Mm 
mm-hmm. or 185 days of school. And so we follow the hours. Well, when you're thinking about uh, delays in that regard, or you're thinking about what information that you have, uh, specifically, those are bits and pieces that go along with the weather, along with the compliance pieces, along with whether it's a full school day face-to-face or it's going to be closed or we're going to go remote. And so we make those decisions based on the conditions. So, for example, if I completely close school because we have thickness of ice all over the county, closed means no living person comes to school, right. whether that's a child or adult. Nobody. Well, then I have to make up the hours for all of our employees in terms of that 215. That's why sometimes people in our community and and elsewhere will say, well, gosh, it was unsafe for the child, but it's safe for the adult to come to work. Mm. Well, we usually delay for the adult to come to work, and that way they get credit for being there. They still receive their income, and they don't have to use personal leave in that regard. So closure means nobody is coming. And then from there, what we look at is if we try a virtual day or a remote day, that's still considered instruction. So that counts towards your 1,025 hours. So it may not be conducive to come to school at 6 o'clock on a bus, maybe not even at 8 o'clock on a bus. And by that time, we're going to say, listen, we need to be remote and so kids can still do instruction. And now, because of COVID, we've learned how well – Um, that we can be structured in terms of setting up online opportunities for children. So even though the teacher might not be synchronous and face-to-face online, we can, in fact, still provide quality lessons online that children uh, should be able to access. And for those that cannot, we try to provide them a hard copy in advance or afterwards. And I love, like, I I think one of our snow days or ice days or however ever you were in the county, whether it was snow or ice, that the kids had, just in case they lost electricity, they knew ahead of time you have until Wednesday or you have a couple more days to make it up, which is very thoughtful. So the, the child and the parents, if something did happen, and of course the schools would have worked with them, even, you know, because our teachers and admins are so fantastic. Well, part of that too is how often do we receive more than yeah. two inches of snow in Beaufort County? So again, if we have that great snowfall and it's a Friday, and we're going to be headed into a weekend. <laughs> Why not let families just enjoy it? Go enjoy sledding. Go enjoy building, you know, snow structures in the yard, whatever it might be. And and enjoy that family time where children are socialized and they develop just as much as if they were in the class anyway. So for that, we always try to extend um, the due dates of things. And if that's not the case for your student and in your school, please just contact the principal and they'll help you with that. And I love that you said that because so many of our schools on their social media, they had their families turn in pictures of what they were doing during those fun days. I yes. mean, it was it was fantastic. Yes, it's a lot of fun in that regard. It is. And so I really appreciate you coming um, just to talk about inclement weather because we never know what that's going to look like in Beaufort County. Oh, you're absolutely right. And, and since we're talking about it, I just want to thank our team who is on the ground, um, transportation department, director Jeff Miller and his team, Mm -hmm. our maintenance department, director Jamie Stokes and his team, and uh, Joanne Curvin, director of school nutrition and her team. Uh, This collection of people are the people who are out in the snowstorms, out on the ice, trying to get food ready, trying to determine whether we should be in school. And so there's an awful lot of people who do brave the hardship of weather 
You do too with your truck. Yeah, you're driving around Beaufort County too. That's true, but I, you know, more so than not, other people are giving me that information, and um, and from that, I'm very blessed to have a great team who's willing to do that type of work. And the last thing I'll say is, when do we make the actual decision? That's what I was going to say. It's very thoughtful. Yeah. So when I first became a superintendent, uh, you know, many moons ago in a different county, we used to make the decision in the morning, uh, four o'clock in the morning, and then. You would hear a call that goes out at five. But what I tend to like to do is try to give families enough notice, especially families who have child care needs, mm-hmm. because many of those parents don't get a snow delay or you know, work is not called off for them and they need to still go. So typically I try to make a decision by one o'clock on the preceding day, try to announce it by three or four o'clock on the preceding day. But unfortunately, sometimes the weather pattern is actually not fast enough or not reliable for me to make that decision. Um, But I can assure you when that happens, we're up most of the night really trying to figure out what is best. But at the end of the day, um, sometimes I make the decision, call it at three o'clock, you get that phone call and it doesn't snow the next day. (laughs) (laughs) So that happens to people on the Weather Channel as well. Yes, it's a good career. (laughs) Should I ever need it? (laughs) Exactly. But um, we do, I do appreciate it because I know a lot of working parents, they do have to really work with those aunts and uncles and family members to do childcare. So it's so nice getting that information as fast as they can. Absolutely. Yeah. We really do appreciate everything you do, and it's always great when you come um, joining FaceTime. So Anytime. thank you. Love what you're doing with our community. All right. Thank you, Mr. Cheeseman. Um, so this has been a special edition of FaceTime with Ashley. Thank you, and with all good wishes.